Harbinger here. Welcome back to Superhero University. This is Lesson 8, Ability and Availability. Superheroes, though able, also make themselves available to be of good use because sacrificial love steps forward and offers service. After all, superheroes can't save the day if they don't show up, right? With relatively recent television shows, such as American Idol, The X Factor, Dancing with the Stars, America's Got Talent, The Voice, The Sing-Off, etc., it's obvious that our nation is infatuated with talent in entertainment. Even when our country, the United States of America, went through a recession back in 2008-2009, to box office sales for the movie theater still boomed. Now with that said, I'm going to use the entertainment industry in order to help you better understand this message. According to Internet Movie Database, actors Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe were both slated to play the lead role in the classic movie Footloose, which was 1984. The casting directors were impressed with Tom Cruise because of the famous underwear scene sequence he performed in Risky Business in 1983. However, Tom Cruise was unavailable for the part because he was filming All the Right Moves, which also was 1983. Rob Lowe auditioned three times and had dancing ability and the neutral teen look that the director wanted, but he pulled his knee. Consequently, the injury rendered him unavailable and prevented him from getting the part. Kevin Bacon was offered the leading role for the Stephen King movie Christine, also 1983, at the same time that he was asked to do a screen test for Footloose. The producers from Footloose convinced Kevin Bacon that turning down a sure role in Christine for a part he might not even get in Footloose was the wiser choice by telling him that if he did get the part in Footloose, the role would make him an instant star. And in just 30 seconds into the screen test reading, Kevin Bacon was offered the lead role in Footloose. However, it was the director of Footloose, who only after watching Diner in 1982, convinced the producers to go with Kevin Bacon. And Kevin Bacon almost did not get the part in Diner because he was sick on the day of his screen test reading for the role of Fenwick. But Kevin Bacon had previously decided that his character, Fenwick, would probably be half drunk during the entire movie anyway, so he forged ahead, he auditioned, and then he got the part. And because of all this, there is now what Hollywood refers to as the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, which is a trivia game for movie buffs. Alright, now, do you want to see how life can be all about perspective? Here is the same information as I already stated, but from a different perspective. Kevin Bacon only got the part in Diner because he made himself available for the audition even though he was sick. Because he made himself available and got the part in Diner, the director of Footloose saw him in Diner and then he had reason to push Kevin Bacon for his producers. Consequently, Kevin Bacon got the lead in Footloose. However, the only reason Kevin Bacon got the lead in Footloose was because he turned down Christine and made himself available for Footloose. 
However, Kevin Bacon was only chosen after Tom Cruise and Rob Lowe had both been unavailable. Now, the only reason I chose to use this example was because Kevin Bacon played the evil villain Sebastian Shaw in the 2011 movie X-Men First Class. Kevin Bacon is now forever a part of superhero history, and because of that, he is now in my book about superheroes. But according to the six degrees of Kevin Bacon theory, Kevin would most likely have ended up in my story anyway. So, let's use this message of ability and availability to see how it applies to our lives as superheroes according to God's word. In the NLT, it is written in 1 Kings 11, 29-33. One day, as Jeroboam was leaving Jerusalem, the prophet Ahijah from Shiloh met him along the way. Ahijah was wearing a new cloak. The two of them were alone in a field, and Ahijah took hold of the new cloak he was wearing and tore it into twelve pieces. Then he said to Jeroboam, Take ten of these pieces, for this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am about to tear the kingdom from the hand of Solomon, and I will give ten of the tribes to you. But I will leave him one tribe for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. For Solomon has abandoned me and worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, Chemosh, the god of Moab, and Moloch, the god of the Ammonites. He has not followed my ways and done what is pleasing in my sight. He has not obeyed my decrees and regulations as David his father did. Now Solomon was David's son. Solomon started out as an average man, eventually became the wisest man, as we see in 1 Kings 3, 5-12, but then ended up crashing and burning due to his sins. The irony is that Solomon was wise enough to foresee his downfall, but he blinded himself to the truth because he chose to set his focus on personal pleasure. Solomon's story saddens me, and not just because he was David's son or that he had once been so wise, but because his story is like so many Christians of today's culture. So many Christians today have taken their focus off God's will and have become distracted by the pleasures that our sinful society offers. Let's examine what tripped Solomon up and how it relates to us today. God's word tells us that Solomon abandoned God and worshipped Ashtoreth, Chemosh, and Molech. Therefore, it would be wise of us to examine them and see what caused Solomon to be unavailable to the Lord. Ashtoreth. Now, many scholars say that this deity was a mother goddess linked with fertility, love, and war. This deity was associated with carved trees or nature as being the female deity of the moon and also associated with sexual immorality. Let's just sum it up and say that Ashtoreth was centered around sex and nature. Or, as the hippies claimed, it's love and peace, man. But as we learned in Lesson 3, sex and love are not one in the same. Sex needs love to be relevant and meaningful. Love does not need sex to be relevant and meaningful. Love can survive and even thrive without sex, but sex without love is pleasure without purpose. Solomon ruined his life because he allowed sex to become his love. Ashtoreth was essentially the same god that the hippies of the 1960s worshipped. The goal was satisfaction for self, 
and so many of those misguided hippies of the 1960s ended up being the people who influenced our politics and society. Consequently, many of the dangerous indoctrinations and misguided beliefs have carried over into the present day in which we now live. Nowadays, worship of Ashtoreth can be compared with people who call themselves eco-sexuals because they essentially worship Mother Nature and center their lives on pleasure of sex. The scattered remains of Ashtoreth are still evident in the entertainment and advertisement industries. If you haven't noticed, sex sells. If you haven't noticed, the lure of lust is the rust that causes a person's stainless steel character to corrode and crumble into dust. And this is why it is written throughout multiple scriptures that we must stay away from all sexual immorality. Kemosh now, according to the Moabite stone, the Meshestile, Chemosh was associated with the goddess Ashtoreth. This deity was, in general, of the same nature as Baal, Baal Hadad. The word Baal means Lord. Baal was most often associated with being the god of weather, war, or fertility. So Baal was a god who was believed to enable the earth to produce crops and people to produce children. Nowadays, our secular society who supports scientism essentially worships themselves as the only beings capable of ensuring the growth of crops and allowing or denying human fertility. The modern version of Chemosh or Baal is most likely celebrities and scientists. Many people idolize celebrities, viewing them as superhuman. Many people essentially worship scientists, viewing them as our saviors. In fact, I've seen people shake and cry at the mere sight of celebrities. T-shirts are even sold with the words, Only Science Can Save Us, printed on them. But it would be wise of us to heed the advice written in the Word of God. In the God's Word translation, Psalm 118, 8-9 says, it is better to depend on the Lord than to trust mortals. It is better to depend on the Lord than to trust influential people. Molech. Now, children were burned to death as a sacrifice while worshiping a false god, Molech. Nowadays, this deity, Molech, can be compared to Planned Parenthood and the thousands of abortions or murders that take place every day. As of today, it is estimated that Americans have aborted or murdered over 63 million babies since our sinful society demanded the right to do so in 1973 after Roe v. Wade. So what does all of this tell us? Ancient sin is modern sin. There's nothing new about sin. The enemy is subtle, as we will discuss in Lesson 19. Evil is deliberate, and the devil's demons haven't changed their tactics. Even today, people are still placing their focus on false gods and idols. And if a wise man such as Solomon was able to be beguiled by the physical beauty and enticed and entranced by the temptations that surrounded him, you better believe that you are susceptible to falling as well. In fact, God's Word tells us that we are not exempt from falling. In the Message Translation, 1 Corinthians 10, 11-13 paraphrases it this way. 
These are all warning markers, danger, in our history books written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They are at the beginning, we at the end, and we are just as capable of messing it up as they were. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You are not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. The NLT states it this way, God is faithful. He will not allow the temptations to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. In the message translation, Mark 14:38 says, Stay alert, be in prayer so you don't enter the danger zone without even knowing it. Don't be naive. Part of you is eager, ready for anything in God, but another part is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. In the NLT, 1 Thessalonians 5.6 says, So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Now, referring back to 1 Kings 11.29-33, Ahijah the prophet tore his cloak into twelve pieces and announced that Jeroboam was to replace Solomon as king. Even if Ahijah had not told Jeroboam what the tearing of the cloak meant, the same thing was about to happen to Solomon and to Jeroboam regardless. Most of the time, we experience only signs and symbolism in our lives without any explanations. God doesn't always tell us the why. Therefore, we need to constantly and consistently keep our focus on the Lord and the ways of the Savior so that we can have our eyes open, alert, and ready to see the signs that the supreme superhero gives us when they arrive in our lives. We need to pay attention and be aware of where we are and if we're living right before the Lord. We need to keep ourselves in check at all times. Indeed, check yourself before you wreck yourself. We need to constantly examine ourselves to ensure that we are living the right way. The message translation of 1 Kings 11, 37-39 says, But I have taken you in hand. Rule to your heart's content. You are to be the king of Israel. If you listen to what I tell you and live the way I show you and do what pleases me, following directions and obeying orders as my servant David did, I'll stick with you no matter what. I'll build you a kingdom as solid as the one I built for David. Israel will be yours. God declared a promise to Jeroboam while pouring out his heart and love. God chose Jeroboam. However, let's be honest, God only chooses and works with whomever is available. Why do I say this? Well, because we have the great gift of free will, as we will discuss in Lesson 41. And if someone is not willing, that person would not be available. If someone's heart is not set on God's will, that person will not be available for God's plan. This is why God always promises things but inserts special stipulations into the contract agreement. God can only follow through with what the promise or the miracle is if we do our part. This is the reason why so many people have come and gone as leaders. If the person God desires to use is not available, God will use or choose someone else who is available. If we are chosen as someone of great significance, as an anointed one, it's important that we always do our best and also try to continually improve. There will always be a chance that someone coming out of the shop will be better than you. 
A lot of people will make themselves available, yet will lack ability. In fact, this is evident in such television shows as American Idol, right? Someone will make him or herself available for the audition, yet not possess the ability. For this reason, many are called, but few are qualified. In contrast, a lot of people have ability, but who will make themselves available? There are a lot of extremely talented singers who never even auditioned on American Idol. Consequently, they were not in the running and thus were not chosen. There will always be a chance that you will injure your knee at the audition and render yourself unavailable to be chosen for the part. We don't want to be replaced by someone because we didn't try our best. It would be even worse if God replaced us with inanimate and inarticulate items such as a blue cord, which we will discuss in the next lesson. We need to show up to the audition even if we don't feel 100%. However, if we do get replaced by someone when we do try our best, well then it was simply for the best and we need to move on. But we must try our best. However, to do that, we must first make ourselves available. Ability is useless without availability. If you have the ability to act and yet you are unavailable to act, you won't act and thus your ability is useless. Now ponder on this. There are more chances for your replacement the higher you get up the ladder. Look at it this way. If your job is to crawl into pipes or tunnels and clean out the sewage and waste that clogged up the pipes and tunnels, how many people do you think will be after your job? Not many. But if you are a celebrity with fame and fortune, how many people would want your job then? Almost everyone. The better the position you are placed in, the greater expectation of your work and the greater the risk of being replaced if you do not meet those expectations. To be chosen is an honor and the chosen will have a great expectation to fulfill. In the Holman Bible, Luke 12:48 says, Much will be required of everyone who has been given much, and even more will be expected of the one who has been entrusted with more. The message translation paraphrases 1 Kings 12:26 to 30 this way. But then Jeroboam thought, It won't be long before the kingdom is reunited under David, and as soon as these people resume worship at the temple of God in Jerusalem, they'll start thinking of Rehoboam, king of Judah, as their ruler. Then they'll kill me and go back to King Rehoboam. So the king came up with a plan. He made two golden calves. Then he announced, Hey, it's too much trouble for you to go to Jerusalem to worship. Look at these, the gods who brought you out of Egypt. He put one calf in Bethel, the other he placed in Dan. This was blatant sin. Think of it, people traveling all the way to Dan to worship a calf. Sadly, Jeroboam replaced Solomon as king and then wrecked himself as soon as he started because he did not check himself. Jeroboam did not check his motives or align himself with God's word. His focus was on himself instead of doing God's will. That's why God needs to always be first. If we do God's will, then we will be blessed in the process. In the NLT, Matthew 6.33 says, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. Unfortunately for God and everyone under Jeroboam's rule, Jeroboam was the man whom God had to work with for the time being. 
But out of all the people who made themselves available, God selected Jeroboam because he was the closest thing to a leader who was available. That would be unbelievable if only it didn't match so many other descriptions of world leaders throughout our history. Jeroboam's story matches the accuracy of what we already know to be true throughout world history. That means that the entire lot of people God had to choose from were just a bunch of lukewarm, fence-sitting, selfish sinners or worse. They lost their edge. They became complacent and careless. Their fire went out. In the ESV, Revelation 3.16 says, So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. In Revelation 3, the church of Laodicea receives no praise from the Lord. God states that because they are neither hot nor cold and merely lukewarm, God is going to spit them out of his mouth. The people claimed that they needed nothing because they were wealthy, but God called them wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, naked, and shameful in Revelation 3, 17-18. God proclaims his love, advises that they accept his discipline, and admonishes them to repent. The insipid are intolerable. Their indecisiveness leads to indigestion. Indifference leads to idleness. Fence-sitting, couch-potato, comfort Christianity receives no praise. Read Hebrews 10.38, Hebrews 12.4-13, and Proverbs 3.11-12. Simply put, Superheroes who don't do anything are good for nothing. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus tells us that he stands at the door and knocks, simply waiting for someone to respond and allow him in. And when that person allows Jesus within, he will have dinner with that person. Why is this important? Well, in Mark 2, 15-17, we see that this is how Levi, a tax collector, became Matthew, the disciple. Once we allow Jesus within and we fellowship with him, hearing his word in itself would be the meal we would be eating. Consequently, being filled with the bread of life, life would exude out of our very pores and we would be on fire for the Savior, thus incapable of being lukewarm. The letter to the church of Laodicea concludes with a promise to the victor that he or she will have the right to sit with the supreme superhero on his throne. This promise is to say that we will be a part of the family and will share in his glory. Now, I don't know about you, but both the stories of Jeroboam and the church of Laodicea motivates me to be available and to act righteously. The supreme superhero seeks ability, but works within availability. Therefore, we need to make ourselves available. Are you available? Have you allowed your heart to be available to the Savior? Once you make yourself available, you then put yourself in the running. If you don't get chosen for a specific job, don't get discouraged. That just means that there is someone better suited for that particular role. No big deal. That doesn't mean that you should drop out of the running, though. You are perfect for a particular role. It's just a matter of patience to discover where the Savior needs you to be. The supreme superhero knows what you are best at, what you're good at, and what you're okay at, and even what you're bad at. The Lord wants to use the gifts, talents, and abilities that he gave to you for how they would be used in the best way. Therefore, make yourself available. 
You cannot go to auditions if you don't make yourself available for the auditions. You cannot get the part if you don't audition. And when you audition, you should not give a half-hearted audition with a lukewarm performance. You should put forth 100% effort and do your best while auditioning even if you don't feel 100%. Every single new audition is a new opportunity for you to prove that you are the right one to be chosen. There are many roles in acting, just like there are many roles that superheroes play in the huge movie called Life. God is the writer, producer, director, script supervisor, executive producer, camera operator, the sound guy, the editor, etc. God is also the casting director. God created this movie called Life. In addition, he knows who is best suited for what role. We need to place our trust in God. Proverbs 3, 5-6 God places his trust in us just as a director places his or her trust in an actor or an actress. It's a mutual trust. The movie cannot be great without the actors, and the director knows that. God still needs actors and actresses to fill the roles in the movie Life. The Savior needs superheroes. Are you available? Don't concern yourself about when you will get chosen. It will happen. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 11. Psalm 27, 14. Patience. The supreme superhero has a specific role that he wants you to play, but there is a specific time in which he needs you to fill that role. Practice your ability, but be available always. Always go to your auditions. Always try your best. Never get discouraged. Understand that it's just a matter of time. And in the meantime, constantly try to better yourself as a person. There's always room for improvement. Jeroboam got cast as the part of the king, but I guarantee you that the audience was unhappy with the selection and the movie bombed. But Jeroboam got the part because he was the best one for the role who was also available to be used as that role. There were better men than Jeroboam, no doubt about it, but perhaps they were too far away in the world to be cast as the king for that particular place. Or perhaps those better men were already playing a role in God's movie somewhere else. God knew that the movie wasn't great with Jeroboam as king. He knew that. But God had someone else in mind for the role of king, and his name was Jesus. That's part of the storyline in this movie we call life. God allowed bad kings so that we would appreciate the good king. But God's planning and timing had to be precise. So God worked with who was available for the time being. Are you available? This world needs superheroes, but there aren't many who are available. Read Luke 10:2. Are you available? Let's learn a lesson from the prophet Isaiah on how we should respond in life as superheroes in the name of the Savior. In the NLT, it is written in Isaiah 6, 5-8. Then I said, It's all over. I am doomed, for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips. Yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a burning coal he had taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. He touched my lips with it and said, See, this coal has touched your lips. Now your guilt is removed and your sins are forgiven. Then I heard the Lord asking, Whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, Here I am. Send me. 
Isaiah's humility helped him realize he was a sinful man. Isaiah's recognition of his sinful nature enabled him to repent of his sins and receive forgiveness. Isaiah's willingness to do God's will made him available to be chosen for anointed and appointed ability. Now consider another example from Acts chapter 9. Saul of Tarsus had persecuted Christians and had even watched one of them get stoned to death. However, Saul had a personal encounter with Jesus and became blind. While Saul was blind, the Savior sent a vision to a disciple named Ananias. And what was his response? Here I am, Lord. Jesus asked Ananias to go to Saul and help him. Though Ananias feared Saul, he didn't allow fear to prevent him from being able and available. Living in obedience to love, Ananias helped Saul, and because of it, Saul became Apostle Paul. Listen to me. I challenge you to make yourself available. Be the most righteous person you can possibly be. Also, be patient and persistent. The Savior has a plan for you. To ensure your availability, ensure that you are living in alignment with God's Word. Live as righteous as possible. What happens when the right people aren't available? God has to choose a Jeroboam or something worse. So be available. Don't make the supreme superhero choose a Jeroboam because you weren't available. Are you available? Can the Savior depend on you to be chosen as the superhero who feeds that homeless person on the street? Are you going to be in the strip club thereby rendering yourself unavailable? Can the Savior depend on you to be chosen as the superhero who tells the truth when everyone else is too afraid to speak up? Or are you going to be hiding your head in the sand thereby rendering yourself unavailable? Can the Lord depend on you to be chosen as the superhero to speak a miracle over someone's life and help heal someone? Or are you going to be intoxicated at a party thereby rendering yourself unavailable? If you hate evil, choose to love, desire to do God's will, seek solutions, and are willing to sacrifice, then you have the ability. But are you available? And will you help others be ready and available for when Christ returns? In the CEV, Matthew 24:44 says, Always be ready. You don't know when the Son of Man will come. If you're not ready and available when the Savior calls you, how are you going to be the superhero you're called to be and help others be ready and available when Christ comes? If you are able, you should also be willing. Be able, be available. So ask yourself, if you are able, are you also available? Are you ready to answer and respond when the Savior calls for you? All superheroes are vigilant, sober-minded, and ready to take action at any moment. Read the following scriptures and meditate on them. 1 Thessalonians 5, 6-11 1 Timothy 3, 2 2 Timothy 4, 5 1 Peter 1, 13, 4, 7, and 5, 8 if you believe that the superhero's calling to love others is so important that you would stay in a constant state of sober-minded readiness, then you possess one of the qualities of a superhero, and you just might be one someday. Join me next time for Lesson 9.
Thank you for listening to Superhero University, the ultimate superhero training manual. This entire training course, all 43 lessons, will be absolutely free of charge to all people who desire to become superheroes. However, in order to continue long term, we do rely on listener support. If you would like to partner with Superhero University as a financial backer to ensure that we can train up as many future superheroes as possible, you can give either a one-time or monthly tax-deductible donation by visiting pointlessthorns.wordpress.com or by simply clicking the link provided in our bio or about us section. May God continue to bless you as you continue to bless others.